Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to share six tips on how to become a better Christian woman. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> no, actually today we're going to talk about what it's like to be a woman in the church. Yeah. Before we get into that, just really quick, I want to share uh, that we today just put up on our website a section where you can read other people's deconversion stories and you can share your own deconversion story if you're so inclined. Uh, that's at bornagainagain.co slash stories. Um, and if you follow us on Instagram or on our Facebook group or on our Patreon, um, you'll see the links we posted there. So yeah, check it out. We're super excited about it. But we're also excited to talk about godly womanhood and what that means. And today I get to be interviewed. Yeah. So today, obviously, it's going to be more about your experience, Katie. Yeah, I just want to thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm so glad that you um, that you agreed to it. Yeah. I was I, really nervous to ask you and was really worried if you were going to say yes or not. Yeah, um, no, definitely. I am a big fan. Great. Yeah, great to have you. Great to have you. Do you want to get married? Uh, I already am to someone, um, to you. Okay, all right. This joke's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I think, like, all we want to talk about today is how... We're sharing the story of how I was affected by Christianity uh, in terms of like how I acted as a woman. And yeah. this might not be everybody's story. It might not be everybody's like just how everybody dealt with biblical womanhood or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. I was looking it up a little bit before, and I feel like it's much like purity culture in a way that biblical womanhood is more of a movement. And I think that it really grasped onto evangelical Christianity or fundamental Listen. Yeah, so and you're like, saying you think that not every Christian woman experienced the types of things that I experienced. Sure, yeah. But if you did, uh, hopefully you can resonate with my story. Yeah. So, what are some of the first things you remember about like what it felt like to try to be a godly Christian woman? I always, I guess, like really focus on how the women were very stale. Yeah. Yeah, and. I I think that I had a problem with fitting in and I think that it was also it was cultural but it was also like a a Christian thing like mm -hmm. when I was around other Christian women I didn't feel like I fit in with them I felt that I was supposed to behave a certain way and I didn't want to behave that way and yeah. I also found them kind of boring yeah so it was hard for me to make friends sure what were those ways that you felt like you needed to behave how are you like sinning? You know, I wasn't necessarily sinning and nobody really tells you how you have to act. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the things that we found kind of troubling with Christianity is like, you can say this affected me and this affected me and this affected me. Yeah. But like maybe, maybe nobody was telling you that like explicitly or yeah. the Bible didn't really say that, but like it's sort of the messages that you get from people or just like little glances or the way that things were modeled. So for example, like women around me were modeling, like being very modest, um, having very much like a similar type of style, yeah. uh, being a type of way, quiet, mm -hmm. quieter, um, not as funny, I guess, not, not, not into vibrant. the same things. Yeah. I don't know. Like it was, I feel like when I think back on it, like I felt that I needed to be a little bit more toned down. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah. I'm not a loud person and I don't mean that I like wanted to be shouting or whatever, but I feel like I was 
more sarcastic. And when I was sarcastic, I felt like I wasn't supposed to be, or like those jokes were inappropriate or like it wasn't welcomed. It wasn't loving to be funny or to joke. I mean, I'm not talking about, I was trying to make fun of people, but like, (laughs) I don't know. There was like this, this whole feeling of me, like as a young adult, young woman feeling like I was like too much, like, you know, I had too many emotions. I had too many strong opinions. I, you know, just like was a little bit too untamed. I yeah. needed to be more submissive. Yeah. You know? Okay. In general. In so general. Not even just to like your partner, but no. just like more submissive in your life. Yes. Yeah. To leadership, to authority, to women who are older than me, to and to you, to men, everything like that. Yeah. I felt that I wasn't submissive enough and I always felt bad about it. But yeah. I also liked who I was. And so it was like a constant battle. Right. Yeah. I can totally see that. I feel like it's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's sort of interesting thinking back now on when we were Christian and like knowing you now and seeing your personality really come out and thinking about how like soft you kind of had to be in church circles. Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like it was, it's obvious now you were holding back. I feel like you were stifled, um, like in church environments. Yeah. I felt really stifled. I think that I, I remember like talking in a group with like with our crew leader and I remember like we were doing some kind of group activity. When we were on staff or yeah. something. And um I don't know what we were doing, but like I I wasn't really like giving my opinion or something because I I don't know, like I just I felt like I always overgave my opinion yeah. and I felt that people judged me for it. So and I but I remember one time him like saying like Katie, just give your opinion. And I was like, you're giving me mixed signals. I mean, I didn't say it, but I felt that like I was too opinionated. Yeah. But I, as like a staff member, like I said too much. Yeah, I remember that. I remember us talking about that because we would have staff meetings like every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And during the week, obviously, you and I would talk about things. But I remember you kind of asking me to like share some stuff and like voice concerns to the, st- the other staff members because you felt like every week you had something to say and oh, you got the vibe yes. that like everyone was like, Oh, Katie, like, come on, Katie, just follow the rules or like, just, you know, go with the flow. Oh, everyone else is fine with it. I Why forgot is it so about hard that. for you? Yeah. I did ask you to share yeah. things a lot because it wasn't that I was asking you to ne- necessarily share my opinion because we talk about things. And like you we also, held the same opinion. You agree. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, can you bring this up instead of me? Yeah. I don't seem like a godly woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's weird. It's interesting because like you said, I don't feel like anyone ever told, like talked about that directly. Like women in the church should be quieter. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously the Bible says that, but I don't, I don't remember ever hearing that like from a preacher or anything. No. I never, and I don't think that, I think that the Christians today, most of them are pretty modern mm-hmm. about like male and female roles. I think I feel that they believe it's fine for women to have jobs. They yeah. don't like, sh- like care about that or right. shun them because of it. And they like them to have opinions. And they want them to be vocal, but I felt and I sensed my entire life in Christianity that the men were a little bit better than the women. Mm-hmm. Like there was some type of like, like everybody talks about the patriarchy and I think it's, I think it's culture cultural as well, but like you, you sense it as a child. Like, I think as a child, I 
preferred to be friends with boys and I wanted to be a boy. I was yeah. really jealous of my brothers. I thought that men were funnier. I thought that they were smarter. Um, I thought, you know, they were, they could do anything. They were more capable of getting like a better job. They were, they could be in the movies. They could be more charming, mm -hmm. like everything. I just wanted to be a man. I thought it was, it was so dumb to be a woman because I felt that people reduced your womanhood down to, you like to cook and you wear pink and, yeah you know like yeah i felt that men could do anything and women had so many things like that they were defined by and and they got made fun of for if you liked clothes or if you liked cooking you were like oh my god of course you're so cliche girly yeah. you know and it's yeah. like why aren't you cliche manly when you like <laughs> motorcycles and why does it seem like a better cliche and yeah. why does my cliche seem like it makes Negative. me wimpier and, yeah like, whatever so I like went through a long phase of wishing that I was a boy yeah. and kind of like, I don't know, I would mope about it. Yeah. Do you feel like that was from like religion or more from your family or? I think it's from everything. Yeah. I think that I feel like it's cultural, it's from family and it's also from like the way my family was brought up with their roles because mm -hmm. of religion. I feel like religion really shapes our culture yeah especially well, here true. in america yeah for sure i feel yeah even if something is cultural here it's pretty likely that that cultural trait was based on some biblical thing you know yeah america land of the christians yes exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so you grew up like not really liking being a girl i remember we talked like when we first met we were talking and you were saying you didn't like really understand the feminist movement or like you, that wasn't really interesting to you. Oh yeah. I was super anti-feminist. Yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. I, it was weird. And what do you mean by it? What, what did you think about it all? So after I kind of grew up and you know, I got past the stage of moping about not being a boy, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm a girl, but I got, there were some things I got into. I felt that made me more masculine that made me feel better about myself like mm -hmm. i was into like metal and i loved hair metal and i played like an electric guitar and yeah. i learned how to play drums and i you know i was really like trying to get myself out of the stereotype of being a girly girl um and i think that i like really did not like women then because of it i thought that women were boring um I didn't want to hang out with them necessarily. Um, I, I hated groups of women. I hated when in church you had to like separate into like male and female Bible yeah, studies, we whatever. Yeah, all the time. I know. I hated it <laughs> so much. Um, and I think that, I think that comes from my family. Um, my mom would always say how she disliked groups of women that like they, I don't know, could get catty or whatever. Yeah. Which I feel like, oh, I don't know if I want to say this, but I feel like it is true that groups of Christian women are sometimes like kind of hard to be around. Yeah. But I think that's more of like just the types of women that are involved in those circles. Yeah. I don't know. So, so anyway, I attributed this to all women that I didn't ever want to hang out with just women. Right. I felt that it was like kind of boring. Um, 
And I think that once I like got into the groups and like met women, I probably found some that I liked. But like the on the surface, I like really I didn't like large groups of women. I felt sexist against women. I didn't uh, trust women doctors. I started to notice that I like if a book was written by a woman and I found out, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can. That like kind of changed it for me. Like it didn't mean that I didn't trust the material, but like it changed it for me. And when I found out that. I don't know, like I was going to a, hear a talk and it was put on by a woman. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And this is something that I recently realized when I first came out. I realized that I was sexist mm-hmm. against my own sex. Yeah. How weird. Yeah, it was super weird. And, and that I had placed those judgments on myself and I had like secretly and like subconsciously hated myself right. as a woman. Like I thought that I could never be as smart as a man or like never like people won't listen to me because women aren't supposed to teach right they're not supposed to be they're supposed to be submissive and all of that i mean that bible verse i think it's in second timothy about you know women should not teach the men and all of that and like they should be submissive to their husbands they should they should sit quietly in the church (laughs) i never thought that i was a submissive woman i never thought that those things were necessarily good but they I'm coming to realize they affect affected me subconsciously and I never would have noticed that they were affecting me as a Christian. Yeah. But now coming out, I realize that I really didn't like women. Yeah, that's wild. So it sounds like it kind of took you coming out of Christianity to allow yourself to like consider that maybe women aren't worse than men. Yes. Because like biblically, I'm not saying I agree with this, but I feel like biblically women are less than men. Like they say the slave women slaves are worth less than male slaves and you know, the whatever women shouldn't teach in the church and that's awful and it's sexist. But like you are a Christian and you believed the Bible. And so yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense how you couldn't really see the value in your own womanhood. Yeah. Until you dropped that like overarching biblical belief that was shaping everything else about you. Mm-hmm. I think it's like no Christian would say that women are less than men. And I know that, like, if you're a Christian, God loves some everyone. Might. Well, yeah. some Christians would, but, like, maybe not the ones we right, went, right. we hung out with. But, like, God loves everyone, you know. He loves women. He loves men for different reasons. Men and women have different roles, whatever. But, like, it's – I think it's damaging, even if you say that in church and say that in your Bible studies, to be reading a book that's so clearly sexist. Yeah. Because you're, you're getting both messages. You're getting, yeah, God loves women and women are great, but you're also getting like those weird verses. Right. And nobody in church is going to tell you, oh, we don't, we don't, you know, use those verses anymore, even though they might be thinking in their head, those verses are like from the past. Yeah. Those are like cultural, like they go with what these people believed in this 2000 years ago. <laughs> but like, it's still, it's really confusing to be, a young adult and you really want to take your faith seriously you're reading your bible all the time it's confusing to separate out parts you know like yeah. you don't under i feel like there's a point where you don't really understand what do you mean like this was part of their culture yeah you know right because christianity becomes a culture yeah <laughs> totally did you feel like your view of womanhood or view of yourself as a woman affected our relationship like when we started dating and then got married I do now, looking back. Yeah. I Maybe not at the time. I didn't think it was at the time. I I think that I had a lot of guilt and shame about not being 
the most perfect godly wife for you. Yeah, what did in your mind, what was like, where were you falling short? You know? Um, I compared myself to women a lot and I don't know. Let me try to think. I feel like all of it was so subtle. Yeah. I would think like, Oh, maybe it would be better for Joe if he was just married to a woman who was, I don't know, a better follower of Christ who like, listened to her husband better, who was so aligned, like with, you know, being so, so into Jesus. I don't know. It's hard because I really, I really did love God and I loved being a follower of Christ. And I felt like that it was so important to me to be sharing my faith. And like, it was a huge part of my life, but I felt like I was not doing it well enough ever. Like I felt like, I could have been doing it better. And I felt when I had like, when I was really emotional or depressed or sad that I was like, I was a bad Christian wife. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have had any emotions. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't be angry ever. That's like a, that's an emotion of a man or like, I shouldn't have so many strong opinions. Mm -hmm. Like I should just be blander, but it was like a struggle because like, I'm like, that's not how I was. Yeah. So you're it's, kind of like fighting with yourself. It's hard to describe it now. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think that I just didn't think that I was a perfect Christian. Yeah. And I felt that I fell short a lot. And I like had cr- questions and I would be opinionated or I did like get angry or say like spicy things to people. Mm-hmm. And I felt that you could have had someone who was like just like, like blander. Yeah. <laughs> Better. <laughs> More like soft and moldable. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 Well, that's really weird. It's, it's weird thinking about you back then having that internal struggle. And I feel like I mourn that that had to happen during that time because it's like you're at war with yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and it's obviously going to be hard to, for us both to relate, um, when we're having these kind of internal battles with each other all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks. It's weird. Did it's you so feel funny. like that? Um, you know, the t- typical like Christian wife is supposed to be really submissive to the husband. Did that, how did that play out for you? I thought that that was true. Um, my mom was submissive to my dad. She, they had very like defined roles. Uh, my dad worked, my mom was a homemaker. She stayed home, took care of the kids and cooked and cleaned the house and everything. And she was quieter and, um, like they didn't have fights about, being submissive or who was in charge or anything, but it just like, it seemed to work like that. Like Mm -hmm. he was the head of the family. And so I, I felt that I like, I learned some of those traits, but also I always had strong opinions that I thought that I got from my dad. And it was weird. Um, we never, you never made me be too submissive to you or anything. Like you never like really, I don't feel like you cared about it as much. Yeah. Did you? It all, I didn't care about it that much. I think I, it always felt like such a weak move if I were to be like, Katie, you need to be submissive to me in this moment. You because know, like I want were, to like inspire, yeah, like inspire you to f- feel happy that you can like follow my lead. Because you if know? you were really like manly enough, I would follow yeah, you. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I how do we think I recognized thought. that like, that we were pretty much equals, at least from my perspective, you know, I, I never felt like I like was higher up than you on the 
totem pole in terms mm-hmm. of like making decisions. You know, we did everything together. Yes, I thought so too. I thought that we like had a really good balance in our marriage. Yeah. I think that the thing that I notice now that like we're so much better at is that I don't have like there's no struggle with me voicing my opinions anymore. Like I don't feel that I am being too much yeah. ever. Like too yeah. like you know, because I know that you know who I am now. Right. And you accept it. And that doesn't mean that I like I'm overpowering you, but you like just that I don't have to be cookie cutter or right. something. Yeah. That I'm not we're not fulfilling this one type of relationship which we are called to be. Like we're relationships can be anything. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just all you are is two humans together. Like you don't have to fill like these set out specific roles that for your life, right? You know, just be your human self. And then if you're good at working together, then then great get together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What a novel idea. Just two humans expressing each other equally in a relationship. I know. Wow. Wow. (laughs) When you first started having doubts, like at that Bible study that we went to. And I remember you were telling me in the car afterward that you were having some like struggles and stuff, kind of the first, like first time you voiced your opinion about what was going on. Um, Do you feel like you hesitated to share that with me? Like, were you feeling those things before, but didn't share because of your place as a woman or did it come out naturally? Well, it didn't come out naturally, but it's hard for me to hide anything. So I did say it pretty soon after I felt it. But I did feel horrible that I was, like, potentially ruining your faith. And I did feel that, of course, it was me, like, the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we joke about it all the time. But, like, the very first story in the Bible about how, um, you know, Eve, she's the one who really, like, listened to this, the serpent and ate the fruit first. And then she gave it to Adam. Like, I think that that is used in churches a lot like but like uh, i don't know like it's never overtly but like used for what like that women are the temptress oh yeah that she tempts you know and everything is very like you know on the down low with everything all this programming the stuff that really messes you up is like very hard to pinpoint yeah that's a really good point yes because like you can say, I felt this. And then the Christian is like, but it doesn't say that in the Bible. And I'm like, but oh, so I learned wrong. it from you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, um, I, you know, I think like I felt that I was a, a temptress. I wasn't a temptress. Like some people struggle with, they, they said that people call them temptress in terms of like their sexuality. And mm-hmm. like, if they were into boys, like that was bad because like women shouldn't be into boys or pursuing the men. But I felt that I was a like a temptress in terms of like, my mind yeah and what i like told you to do (laughs) yeah you know like not but that people thought that i had this this perception that if i voiced my opinion it would seem that i was leading the relationship oh you know what i mean like i'm telling you to do this and i affect you but in a normal relationship that everybody should be accountable for what they decide to do yeah and, and you should feel free to share your opinion yeah and then they can take it or leave it right i mean you don't want to do that to strangers, but like if you're in a relationship or a friendship with someone, like you should be able to voice their your opinion and they should be able to not take it personally right. and do whatever they want with yeah, that. Like yeah. agree, disagree, have a conversation. You know what I mean? Right. But like I felt that I was like mind temptress. Yeah. I think. Because of that's probably what it is, because of everything how I always said that I'm so opinionated. Yeah. Whatever. I remember um, you sharing that about my family. 
Um, like when we were moving to Portland, you felt a lot of guilt oh, that yeah. like my family would resent you for like taking me away from them mm -hmm. in our hometown. Yeah, because you met me and you moved away from home and then you stopped being Christian. Like I feel like responsible in a way because that is so embedded in me that like woman, the woman, you know, is bad. She did yeah. it, whatever. Ooh, you know what? Like that this verse goes along with this. I need to read a Bible verse right now. You love reading Bible verses. Okay, so much. let me read this one. <laughs> First Timothy two, eleven through fifteen. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Gross. Rather rather <laughs> she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. What in the world? Wait, does that mean that like if you have a baby, then... Yeah, you're redeemed by your child. <laughs> Wait, so what did you... This is kind of going back, I guess, in our timeline of this episode. But what did you... When you were a Christian, what did you think when you read that? I was I mean, sexist. I'm sure you read it. I was sexist. So you agreed? Yes. Right. I was sexist against women. Yeah. I... I feel like i i did really think that the man was the head and i thought that you needed a head of a relationship i yeah. thought that if you didn't have a head that you would the marriage would be crazy yeah you so know? like to you the ideal relationship one person is kind of in charge and the other one is a little bit a follower you know and it was easy too because you know we talk about this hierarchy there's like god the father jesus like the man yeah. is over the wife and then the family right mm -hmm. and it was easy for me to model like be there was a perfect model of me submitting to you because i was like submitting to christ mm -hmm. right so yeah. like i think that i was already in a place of submissiveness and it was like a practice it was a daily practice to be that way so i just like translated it into being a wife yeah but it was different because you're a real person <laughs> and i actually have to talk to you and right. you answer back to me yeah so like i've not that like i was that we were fighting but like in a regular played out relationship, I saw you as a friend. Yeah. And in a friendship, we can both say what we think. Yeah. You know, and we don't have to submit. Yeah. So, like, intellectually, you kind of agreed with what the Bible said. But, like, practically in our actual relationship, in, yes. you, like, couldn't actually live that way. No. No. I think it was weird. I applied it to different parts of my yeah. life. Like I applied it to other women. I applied it to what I thought of like women teachers yeah. and women authors or women or speakers and doctors. Yeah. But in my, for my own self, I was like, no, I'm not going to be submissive. But <laughs> yeah. like, I thought that you should be, it was right. so strange. That's you weird. Know? So that's where the guilt probably came in is like, you thought that ideally you should be that mm -hmm. way, but you just couldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how bizarre. I'm glad you weren't, because if you were, then we might still be Christian. Oh, yeah, maybe. We might be running a Christian podcast called Born, Born Again. Born Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's interesting, because in the car, I was really scared to tell you about that. And um, and you were upset the, when I the told night, you. The night that you told me yes. you had doubts from yes. a Bible study. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, I mean, I've we can maybe talk about this more next week. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it was really hard for me to not have some resentment when you told me your doubts because i'm like oh like now now this is something <laughs> to think about you <laughs> now know? i have to look into this yeah yeah and i i've told you this a lot but it's weird because i feel like i appreciate the parts of you now that are like 
in quotes, ungodly. Whereas when we were Christian, they were kind of like a hassle. Yeah. You know? I know exactly what you mean. And I feel like way more understood and yeah. whole now. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, yeah. I like see you more as a whole person. You seem like you're more whole, less at conflict with yourself. Mm-hmm. So when we, as we were leaving our faith, was there a time when you kind of like started to change your mind about that stuff? Yeah. Or when, are you still super sexist against yourself? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time I noticed was in Portland. I feel like I remember sitting outside on our porch in our second apartment mm-hmm. there and thinking, oh, my gosh, I've been sexist to women my Dang. whole life. Yeah. And that's why when I think about going to the doctor, think about, I mean, I keep saying that, like, I think about reading a book, like, I don't want it to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm like, Why? Like, that's so stupid. And then I was like, well, maybe because I've been reading a sexist book my whole life. Yeah. And, like, been around women whose roles were, I'm I'm the feminine role and my place is in the home, you know, yeah. under my husband. Yeah. I, I think in Portland, I finally learned to love myself as a woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I like finally just accepted that, hey, it's okay to be a woman. I I remember, I think I wrote an Instagram caption about it. Like, I, I'm just happy to be what I am. Yeah. I'm like not, I don't feel that I'm better because I'm a woman. And I don't feel I'm less because I'm a woman. I'm just like totally fine being who I am. I'm happy who yeah. I am. Yeah. And it felt so great. Right. So, so great. Yeah. Do you feel like there was anything that you like did or read or experienced or a person you met that like helped you to get to that place? Uh, yeah, I think that it's, I think moving away from home changed everything. Like we met people who weren't Christian, you know, who were amazing. And we, we met other people like who were living different lives and realized that like, you know, how can these people go to hell? I think that was a big thing, but I met women for the first time who I was like, wow, you're actually a role. You could be a role model to me. Yeah. And I'd never met women who I looked up to like yeah. that. I, I did have women in my life that I respected and yeah. I did like, but I never wanted to be them. Right. And this was the first time I actually met a woman at women that I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. and it, that was so cool. Yeah. I, I felt like finally proud to be a woman and like, like, wow, there are <laughs> there are women that are like, I don't know, that are amazing. And that's so stupid to say. It sounds dumb. Of course, there's so many women that are amazing. I've now that I'm, I'm here, I've met so many other women that I, that I want to be like, and I've like, I've seen women like doing things that are, that are inspiring. And I don't know, I felt that I was like blocked from that in some way. Like I, I couldn't see it before. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Cause like you said, moving away from our hometown, like, broke us out of so many weird thought patterns that we had but like in our where we grew up i feel like it was kind of expected that the man was the head of the household it was like such an old school place where we grew up in the midwest Mm -hmm. and like your family had very traditional family values where the dad was the one who made money and worked and the mom was home and took care of the house and the dad was the leader and the mom was a follower and i feel like that was kind of accepted like in Christian circles for sure, but then even outside of the church, it kind of seemed like yeah that w- it wouldn't be unusual in any way for that to be the way a family is organized. Mm-hmm. Um, but your family wasn't like well, that. Well, my family was interesting because my mom is the breadwinner. She's mm-hmm. the one who 
had this their own business and stuff. And my dad was the one who stayed home and took care of us. Mm-hmm. But I specifically remember one night when I was probably like 12 or something, my mom called my family into the kitchen and was like, Hey, and it's funny. My mom like called us in there, but she, <laughs> she was like, Hey, your dad and I have, to, we want to talk to you about something. And she was saying, um, we like recently read this book and as part of our Bible study, um, and I'm feeling really convicted because as the Bible says, the woman should be submissive to the man. And so, so my, your father and I have talked about it. And from here on out, I'm going to be more submissive. And dad is the one who has the final say when we make decisions about, you know, what we're doing as a family or where we go on vacation or what we spend <laughs> our money on. She said, like, it's, I haven't been very submissive and I'm going to start being submissive now, mm-hmm. which if you knew my family is so bizarre you know, because my mom's like such a go-getter powerhouse, like super opinionated, you know, really strong and forward. And my dad's a lot more just like go with the flow and that kind of a thing. So like, it doesn't make sense. And they were trying to force their relationship into this box the biblical mold, mold. Mm-hmm. that like they definitely didn't fit. And that didn't end up working out anyways. Like I, I don't think they <laughs> even when I was 12, I remember like a month later, noticing they had just gone back to exactly how they were. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, old habits die hard, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? But, like, so all that to be said, it kind of makes sense that that's how you viewed yourself and that's how you viewed relationship and that's what you thought about women because I feel like the environment that we were in mm-hmm. cultivated that belief. Yeah, environment is huge. I think it's, like, one of the biggest <laughs> Yeah. You know, things that kind of affected how I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, changing our environment helped us to change so much about who we were as people. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty common. Yeah. But so, uh, as you stand now, what do you like about being a woman? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know what I like about being a woman, but what I think, I think how I feel now is that I don't care what I am, Mm. you know? Like, I don't care if you're a man or a woman you know, I just like certain parts about me that maybe could have been the case if I was a man. Yeah. But I just like me, you know, regardless of sex. Yeah. And I think that's that's something I never thought that was possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the church, I thought that I just needed to accept like myself as like a godly woman and all of her submissiveness and everything, you know, mm-hmm. in my role. Yeah. And now I don't care what my role is. I just like who I am. Such a freedom. Yeah. yeah, I feel really free to like not, not really necessarily think about gender at all. Yeah, yeah. Although I do, I I do identify as a woman, like still. But I just I feel like I don't need to judge myself by that. that yeah. I, that, oh, I'm a woman, so I need to do X, Y, and Z, whatever. But, yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that leaves the door open to for that being something you can like explore and grow into yeah. in the same way that I'm like so excited that I can explore and grow into my own masculinity and kind of figure out for myself what that means. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting from like a blank slate as opposed to starting from this place that the Bible talks about where the woman is weak and the man is strong and, you know, basing everything based on that. Mm -hmm. I recently realized that this view of myself as a woman was still affecting me. And I thought that it was all sort of like healed up and all Mm -hmm. gone. But it came out when we were doing this podcast, like, uh, I I started thinking about it. um, Because I feel that I, I sometimes I think like, 
no, who's going to listen to me when I'm talking right now? I think when we listen back, we record the podcast and then we listen back and I like get so into that imposter syndrome. And I think like, are men going to listen to me talk on this podcast? Like I'm a woman and I'm not as smart as men Mm -hmm. and I'm not as good at talking as men or I don't have as good of ideas as men. And I've, and I recently realized that I was thinking, I was thinking that I wasn't thinking it in a way that I was conscious of it, but it like kind of popped up. And that's what sort of made us talk about doing this episode yeah. about, you know, being a woman or whatever in, in Christ. Yeah. And I still have that, like where I feel that I can teach women and like women can listen to me, but I feel really insecure around men. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Like I, I get scared that a man is going to listen to an episode of a podcast, hear me say something and be like, "Ugh, she's a woman. Dang. She doesn't know yeah. what she's talking about. And then like dismiss me right. as a person. So much pressure on yeah. you. Dang, that's crazy. That's and, such a lingering <laughs> effect of it. Yeah, I really want to, I want to work through that. And I think it's really, it's really good that I know yeah. that now because before I was just like sort of like living my life like in a, that was like undercover. Yeah. You know? It was controlling you. It was controlling me. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that awareness is good. But mm-hmm. it also is like, great. Another thing to throw on the old pile of like garbage I need to unlearn. Yeah. Dang know? it. <laughs> cool. Well, I have a treat Ooh. for you. I'd love to end this episode with a reading from a blog that I found and maybe you know about. It's called The Transformed Wife. Oh, my God. And if you'd like a good spiking and like to get really <laughs> triggered, I suggest you go over there, The Transformed Wife, and read it. Uh, I was researching a little bit before this episode because, um, wouldn't you know it, it's really cool. I've like forgotten a lot of things about my past <laughs> life in Christianity, which is great because that it means I'm moving forward, yeah. but like sometimes... I'll read something or someone will post something on the group and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot I thought like that. So I was trying to, I was watching a lot of Girl Defined um, and I remembered this blog, uh, The Transformed Wife. Done so so many ads for it now. Okay, I found this article that says, men are attracted to women who are feminine, cheerful, and good cooks. Oh. So. When was this written? uh, 1951? September 10th. 2019 so just a couple days ago now (laughs) yikes all right so in the beginning of this she talks about a somebody on twitter who she knows they brometheus they tweeted this recently in quotes steps for women looking to get engaged number one wear a nice sundress two smile a lot three carry a plate of bacon four when people mention the bacon say yes i made it Men will instantly rate you far above the vast majority of modern women. This ain't rockin' science. It's that simple. I thought that this was a joke, and I thought that she was going to comment on this and say something like, this is this is terrible. But But let's see what she says next. Okay, so now this is her writing. Most men aren't that complicated. Sorry, men. <laughs> <laughs> women are much more complicated because we tend to be led by our emotions and feelings, which change frequently. I know there are many young women who would love to be married, so this is great advice for you. I just want to say, it sounds like she is in the same place you were in when you were like a little kid, and she like hates her own gender. 
I feel like there's probably something deep down inside that does hate it. Yeah. I mean, she's saying, like, we're women, so we're easily led astray by our emotions and feelings. Many women don't dress feminine anymore. Most wear leggings all the time, which are not feminine. Everywhere I go, women are wearing leggings. On a few women, they are very sexy since they outline the body parts clearly. On other women, they are not attractive at all. Few women have perfect bodies. Women, leggings are not feminine, nor modest in the least. A pretty sundress or skirt are much more feminine and attractive to men. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Okay, I know. Men worldwide have been asked what they find most attractive in a woman, and almost all of them respond, a woman who is cheerful. When? What is that study? Cheerfulness (laughs) comes from having a thankful heart. You can't be cheerful if you aren't thankful. Instead of looking at what you lack in life, look at all the good in life. Dwell on the lovely and the good. Read uplifting books. Be in the word daily and meditate upon it. Smile when you walk by people and learn to be friendly. Look in their eyes and ask them how they are doing. Love people. And then it talks about how many women don't cook nowadays and you need to learn how to cook. Gosh. But this is so funny. This is what, this is the thing. Being cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say. If I could describe the way you needed to be as a woman using a color, I would Mm -hmm. say light pink. Mm. That to me, for some reason, whenever I think about what a Christian woman is, before I can think of any words, I think of that color. Yeah. Light pink. I can see that. And I, I don't mean to offend anyone if they like that color light pink but for me that color is like everything christian biblical womanhood Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like i feel like i was never kind enough cheerful enough gracious enough thankful enough and i was never cooking you bacon i know seeing you like smile in that weird fake creepy smile way is scaring me good because you look like a a christian woman good (laughs) (laughs) so i hope you liked that reading um uh, I love reading from this blog. It's just like, I feel like it reminds me and puts things in perspective yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. If you've felt any of the ways that I have felt, message us. And if you have like better ways of describing how you felt, let me know because sometimes it's difficult to describe like all of the kind of subconscious conditioning that happened yeah. around being a woman and why I hated it and, and all of that. So it's all really subtle. Yeah. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. And next, next week, week, we're talking about godly manhood. Yeah. So, so we you get can to check talk, back in for that. And we'll talk to Joe. I get to be in the hot seat. All right. Uh, well, until next week, then, have a good week, and we'll talk to you then. Bye.